0: Hello, welcome to the Negative Positives Podcast, episode number 73. I'm your host, Mike Gutterman, coming to you from the Gutterman Cave on a Thursday night slash Friday morning, depending on what time you wake up. So I have another email, super excited about it, always excited about emails, and uh, yeah, I want to get to that. In episode number 65, I was talking about my focusing issues with the fact that my eyes aren't where they used to be, so I've gotten a couple emails about this, and uh, I got another one. This one is from Mr. Danny Peters, and uh, the subject title was Focusing, so let's get into Danny Peters' email about my focus issues. His email says, "Hey Mike, I'm a few podcasts behind, so it's possible someone else already wrote in about this. But on the subject of focusing trouble, I wonder if you have tried using hyperfocal or zone focusing. I shoot mostly rangefinders, and more and more, I don't even try to focus. I just go by the numbers. Most of your SLR lenses probably have a depth of field scale. I have used eight, uh, www." dofmaster.com quite a bit it's like depthoffieldmaster.com dofmaster.com you set your focal length camera format and unit of measurement and it shows what ranges will be in focus at what apertures so for example if you're shooting at f16 with a 50mm you can set your lens to 18 feet and everything between 9 feet and infinity will be in focus Those charts can look daunting, but if you highlight only the apertures and distances you are likely to shoot at, the chart gets much smaller. I tend to make my own charts, rounding off all the numbers so it's easier to see at a glance. If you go only by the numbers and ignore how blurry the shots look through the viewfinder and lens, and if your distance guesstimates are correct, you should have in-focus pictures. It might be a fun experiment to go out and shoot a whole roll this way and see if it works for you. Keep in mind that the wider the angle, the easier all this is. If your lens is wide enough and you're at a small enough aperture, you can can often use infinity for almost every shot. On a 28mm lens at f22 set to infinity, everything from 4 feet to infinity is in focus set it to three feet and everything from two feet to infinity is in focus this is how street photographers are able to capture those decisive moments Danny Peters thank you very much Danny for this email Uh, you can see Danny Peters on Instagram his Instagram account is Danny Peters photos spelled just like it sounds D-A-N-N-Y Danny Peters P-E-T E R S photo, and he's also on Flickr as Danny Peters. And yeah, really appreciate the email. I gotta admit, I mean, I know about this. Uh, back when I was learning photography and reading a ton of uh, ph- photography books, how-to books, trying to learn this photography game, uh, I remember reading tons of stuff about it. I get it, I understand it, and uh, you know, I have owed. Most of all my lenses have a depth of field scale on them, so uh, but I'll be honest, I don't really use them that much. Even though I understand this concept, uh, he's right, this might be a good uh, good experiment for me to try to take a roll of film and try to experiment with just, you know, trusting hyperfocal distance and zone focusing rather than counting on my my eyes to uh tell me something's on focus so it's definitely i'm gonna put it on the experiment list of uh, along with a million other experiments i need to do with uh photography that's just the list just the list is almost getting longer than my wife's honeydew list for me so uh (laughs) between my wife's honeydew list and my photography experiments list uh I i got a busy year ahead of me apparently so uh but yeah let's talk a little bit more about this hyperfocal situation let's get hyper about it so in my defense i think the reason why i've never really explored this type of focusing is because i've always been an slr guy and i think why is because you know what you see is what you get you're looking through the actual lens and i most of the cameras i use i prefer to have a you know a depth of field preview on the camera and oh I don't need to learn all of this I'm looking through the lens I can see what's in focus I can do a depth of field preview and see everything and so I guess I kind of lazily didn't really learn this method of focusing even though I, I, I understood the concepts and I've read a ton about it uh, back when I was learning photography uh, I guess I just kind of got lazy and just you know this is the reason I use SLRs and I don't really. I actually only have one good rangefinder at this point, and I think rangefinders might be something I might start getting into a little bit more because uh, they definitely would help me with my focusing because of the split image. You know, r- uh, focusing on a rangefinder would definitely uh, show me what's in, uh, what I'm actually focusing on uh, instead of relying on my eyes to tell me so much. Uh, but yeah, I bought the. The only rangefinders I have at this point are my Polaroid pack film cameras and um, the uh, Kodak Signet 80 that I talked about at, when I bought it. And it has a really nice, large uh, rangefinder uh, window. So I think it's going to help me a l- quite a bit, even if I don't want to use what Danny was talking about with the hyperfocal uh, method. Um, I think this will help me a little bit or quite a bit maybe on the focusing issues. But Danny Peters uses range finders and he's not even even using really the range finder to focus. He's using this hyperfocal uh, method of focusing. So, you know, somebody could probably start a podcast and just talk episode after episode just about the, the art of hyperfocal distance because, man, you get on on Google and read stuff about it. and There's article and article and article about it. And so if you really want to learn a whole lot about it, it's out there. Just Google hyperfocal distance and or hyper, hyperfocal focusing, and you will have hours of re- of reading of, ahead of you. So I can't even pretend on this podcast to like explain all the, uh, you know, little, all the aspects of it. But uh, just a couple little things I wanted to point out. Uh, The thing about hyperfocal distance is it's a focusing that will give your photos the greatest depth of field. Um, So basically it's to to allow you to get the closest focusing distance that also allows your objects at infinity to be sharp as well. So um, in other words uh, say you have a something in the foreground you want in focus and you're trying to also have the mountains like say you have a rock or a tree or plant in the foreground you want in focus but you also want the mountains in the background to be in focus this is a method that allows you to do that and uh, the website that Danny pointed out the dot dofmaster.com will help you kind of uh, come up with these uh, the mathematics on it um, the nice thing is, once you find your hyperfocal distance for whatever lens you're using and aperture you're at, uh, you'll know that uh, whatever that hyperfocal distance is, that your photo is gonna be sharp from about half that distance to infinity. In other words, say you are you find your hyperfocal distance and you focus on something 10 foot away, everything from five foot away to infinity will be in focus so this could be really valuable uh as far as you know in photos where you you know you need a, a lot of sharpness from foreground to background and also in situations where you need to take the photo quickly um, and you don't have time to futz around with uh focusing and worrying about your eyes deceiving you uh as far as uh, their ability to I don't know, tell what's in focus. So Danny uh, points out about this method of focusing that it's uh, basically how street photographers are able to capture those decisive moments. And I can totally get that because, you know, you could set your camera up beforehand and go out on the streets and just snap photos without worrying about focusing because you know everything from uh, so many feet to you know almost infinity or whatever is going to be in focus so it would allow you to do that Uh, and also uh, you know not only does it help street photographers but landscape photographers are big on using this method as well because they often have photos where they're putting something interesting in the foreground but need the background whether it be trees off in the distance or mountains or sunsets or whatever they're doing they need all that in focus. And uh, you know, in landscape photography particularly, you don't really see a whole lot of shallow depth of field photos being taken. It's a situation where they want everything sharp. And knowing this hyper focal distance uh, type of focusing, knowing, knowing what that is, can definitely help in that. So it can be a, a definitely a huge benefit to know this method. Uh, I guess uh in my defense again I guess another reason why I haven't explored this is I have not been much of a photographer of sweeping landscapes because I don't get to travel much and I'm not really in these grand vistas where I get to take uh, you know these type of shots and also as far as uh, most of my photography is in my local area or walking around in my city or whatever and most of my shots have been like static shots like I tend to take photos of things and not so much people and not so much decisive moments I mentioned uh, quite a few podcasts ago about my issues with street photography and why I enjoy it as an art form and I think people are doing amazing work with it I've never been really that good at it and I I, probably because I maybe because I'm not doing these type of methods of focusing like uh, maybe this would help me uh, get those decisive moments as far as my work walking city streets I've managed in my years of photography to only take one photo that I consider a decent street photography shot with a decisive moment and You know, it's not been something I've really concentrated on, but there's probably a bunch others I could have had if maybe I'd used a method uh, of this hyperfocal focusing where I could have snapped something quicker. Because I know I've missed some shots where I see something happening and I put the camera to my eye and I'm messing around with focusing and it's gone. The moment's gone. So I think. In street photography, when you're really trying to get that decisive moment, uh, I think you've got to be a little more prepared, uh, and this, you know, the hyperfocal distance method might be a real, real help for that. Me, yeah, I've just haven't been that that good at street photography, <laughs> and this is probably why. So, yeah, I'm going to add it to the list of things to try because. Uh, That's an uh, that's an area of my photography that's weak, and I need to make it better. And also, in those situations, if I do want to do some landscape stuff, it would also help there as well. So, I thank you very much, Danny Peters, for this email. It's got me a lot to think about. Like I needed more options of photography to think about, and more things to put on my to-do list. But edit, but you know, I appreciate it anyway. I'll, I'll add it. I'll add it to the to the queue of things to do I made a rhyme that time alright that is the end of this episode of the Negative Positives Podcast you can see my photography on Instagram at Gutterman Photo on Facebook at Mike Gutterman Photography and you can email me at Gutterman Photo at gmail.com everyone stay positive positive. Take some cool film photos, and I will see you very soon. Thank you very much.